Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Costa Mesa Academy, Allison Shattuck, Esquire. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, little lady. This is an odd day for Allison and I. Don't you feel like uh, like weird right now? I feel like exhausted. Yeah, it's it's weird thing. We, uh, I, I mean, I mean, I feel fine, but it's we got up this morning and then, you know, with the normal weekend Sunday, you know, whatever, broken sleep thing, and we were fine. But then we didn't eat anything at all, and then we went and had lunch at noon. <clears throat> Are you going to keep going, or should I? Oh, fill, I just got a. Or... Uh, I just got a. Um, well, you can when you hear silence, you can just <laughs> fill. Too. You don't have to, you I know, mean... make a proposal, a request. <laughs> I mean, but I don't want to interrupt because sometimes your long pauses. But are Dave actually on Twitter says, "Will Alice delivery. provide a dramatic reading of Captain Underpants?" I don't get it. What does that mean? Um, I don't know what it means. What I, is Captain Underpants? Is that a kids? It's a movie? kids book series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Is, not... that, is that your your adroit voice? Is that what that is? Is adroit the word? What are you trying to say? Your voice where you speak like this. I say adroit, but I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you are. Adroit. Okay. I'll have this discussion with somebody down to earth. <laughs> okay, go for it. So anyway, so we didn't need anything, and then we went out to dinner at a great. <coughs> How's your cough button coming? Good? Oh, I forgot about my cough button. I apologize. Go ahead. Hit it now. <laughs> At a great... Um... <laughs> what was the restaurant we went to? Master McNabs or something? Master McGrath's. Master McGrath's. For, Named for... after the greatest racing greyhound of all time. Yeah, who raced in Seabrook right next to it. And he, it was delicious. Delicious. And Alice had this gorgeous, gorgeous, like, Eggs Benedict thing. It was gorgeous. And I had... Uh, a bone-in ribeye with eggs and mm-hmm. ridiculous. And we have both had, and this is over the course of probably an hour and a half. We had two Bloody Marys each. Yep. And by the way, this place is very affordable. I suggest, I highly recommend it. Um, but 
I felt like after that, when we were driving home, I was like, I'm not fully confident that I'm not going to pass out here. I felt like I got a trank dart in the neck. I know. It was like weird. when we got home, we were just just dead to the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what happens when you don't eat at all. And then when you first eat, you're like having a, a cocktail, even though it's just, it wasn't very many, obviously. But um, but uh, but I'm glad we got a little, uh, we did something in there and got some kind of rest. So... <clears throat> The um, first of all, I want to congratulate Catherine Clark, um, U.S. Representative of uh, Massachusetts. Congratulations, Catherine Clark's daughter or son or trans kid or whatever mm-hmm. is um, her non-binary <clears throat> child, Riley. Is this the one? Yeah, who this used the one to who's... go by Jared. Okay, so Jared, is that this one? I yes. remember my middle child waking up mm-hmm. with nightmares over concern around climate change. Mm-hmm. I've had my family at a movie theater when when the movie stopped, my children immediately felt there must be a shooter in the theater with us. So, so um, he, she, they confused loser kid of Catherine Clark. Um, now is assaulting police officers in- who just graduated last year, by the way, from Middlebury College in Vermont, which costs seventy k a year to go. I'm to. not. I'm not surprised whatsoever. Um, and, and this this useless loser kid has um, been arrested for either assaulting cops or defacing Parkman bandstand at Boston College right. as part of Antifa. You know what's so funny? Don't you do you not realize that when you've got a kid? It, so this kid is a he, right? Was originally, yeah, right. now they're a they. It's still a he. But when don't you, are you not, when you have a kid who is a scared when the movie stops that they're going to get shot and has nightmares over crime, climate change, don't you realize that this one's, that, that like that batch of cookies is ruined? <laughs> you should have just, just shot the kid over to an orphanage like years ago. I mean, she, okay, I see that our batch of loser is done. I mean, it's it's over. You're a loser. You're and then of course now it's like if, as, as if I can't like show mom. Oh yeah, mom. <clears throat> oh yeah, mom. You want to affirm me in my all my really interesting pronoun sexuality stuff going on, and you want to <laughs> affirm me in my nightmares about climate change, and you want to affirm me in my uh, afraid of getting shot in the movie theater. Well, guess what? Now I'm in a Tifa. See, it's really I said really. Yeah. Think so it, here's the here's the incident report. Uh, at about 9.30 p.m. on Saturday, officers assigned to District A1 responded to a call for a protest at the Parkman Bandstand Monument located within the Boston Common. Upon arrival, officers observed an individual defacing the monument with spray paint. The tagging read, No Cop City and ACAB ACAB. The suspect was identified as Jared Dowell, 23, of Melrose, who, of course, is now Riley Dowell. During the arrest of Jared Dowell, a group of about 20 protesters began to surround officers while screaming profanities through megaphones on the public street, causing traffic to come to a standstill. While interfering with the arrest of Jared Dowell, an officer was hit in the face and could be seen bleeding from the nose and mouth. An officer was? Yeah. Jared Dowell needs to be prosecuted for every bit of that. Jared Dowell was placed under arrest and charged with assault by means of a dangerous weapon, destruction or injury of personal property, damage of property by graffiti tagging. Dowell is expected to be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court. Uh, And then a little later, around 1030, they arrested somebody else, Andrea Coletti, 27, of Brighton, 
who attempted to flee on foot and was apprehended. After a brief struggle, she was placed under arrest and charged with damage of property and resisting arrest. She's expected to be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court. So I don't really get what they were protesting. I know some stuff was going on in Atlanta, too, over some police training thing. But, like, nothing happened. There's no new, like police shooting down black people in the street or something why are we doing a cab right now did something like did i miss it i feel like i missed a news item here or or something like why are they writing this all over the bandstand in boston i don't know what the occasion is i have (laughs) no idea i was trying to figure out like what like why they're what are we doing where's the fascism that they're protesting against I don't know, but there was this police unit in Boston <clears throat> that they I think they got rid of disbanded in the 1970s. That was I think they were mounted but they also walked and they had billy clubs. They were a special mm-hmm. unit, considered quite a harsh unit. And they uh they used to feast upon hippies uh, uh mainly. <laughs> and <clears throat> I'm just saying that I don't believe that there should be, you know, uh, police uh, brutality at all. That said, you want to take out the, <laughs> you want to take out, you want the, the rich uh, kids of congressmen. That's fine. Be- you want to beat somebody's uh, ass? Uh, you can start right there. Um, it, just imagine this. What does the twenty-three-year-old, very interesting person do? What is what is his occupation? Um, I believe last time I checked. I think their Facebook is nuked. I was trying to look. I believe they're some kind of like musician. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> hey, yeah. If you remember what that, if you're from Boston, you remember what that police because unit was because here. So this was back in May, last May when Riley was graduating, uh, celebrating Riley. Riley, of course, is wearing a rainbow thing on their graduation robe. Uh, we also got to see a performance of Riley's original jazz competition that was amazing. So, yeah. So not only does Riley play jazz, but it's Riley's original jazz. Original jazz composition. Oh, that must be yes. good. <laughs> that must be good. What is Riley's last name again? Dowell. How do you spell Dowell? D-O-W-E-L-L. How do you spell Riley? R-I-L-E-Y. But Riley is Jared in all the rest reporting. R I what? R I L E Y. Oh, oh, okay. So Riley is Jared. In the arrest reporting, it's all Jared Riley. Uh, I guess Riley's paperwork isn't done, or whatever. Oh, I see, Jared. But uh, that is uh, cruel to poor little Riley. Yeah, yeah. So, and all the reporting has been like Catherine Clark's son, Catherine Clark's son, this and that, and uh, yeah, uh, Catherine Clark tweeted out a little while ago and why don't I I thought I sent it to us um but yeah there she got there it is uh yeah Catherine Clark tweeted last night my daughter was arrested in Boston Massachusetts her what daughter was arrested isn't Riley a boy was a boy okay it it was now then unborn went back in the womb and is reborn now is now a Mm-hmm. Last night, my daughter was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. I love Riley. Daughter. Can you imagine I love Riley. playing these games? I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This will be evaluated by the... <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? The cycle of joy and pain? Yes. Holy this is hell. a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system, and I am confident in that process. 
um, is that anything like um, I, I, my apologies to the Boston Police Department for um, Riley being part <laughs> of an assault on a cop who, who was hospitalized? No? Cycle of joy and pain. Holy hell. What a, what a total mess. What a total mess. Uh, anyway, um, just a couple of takeaways. Everything is stupid is the point of this of this show. It's unfortunately it shouldn't have to be, but but it is. Uh, we were listening to some of the um, the Sunday shows. The the word of the day, Alice. The word of the week. There's something new. It's a new kind of crime. But it's not even a crime. Just like <laughs> just like anti racism is a reverse racism. This mm-hmm. is an anti crime event that takes place called what? Um, a consensual FBI search. Exactly. It is to be lauded. Consent. Consent. For the last month, um, President Biden has been consenting. That's what <laughs> President Trump has been found to have had documents um, that he stole from the White House. Biden's been consenting, even though they found documents from him from the Senate and from the White House. He doesn't have the right to take any of these things, but that's fine. He's been consenting. Consensual, consensual, consensual. That's all we're hearing anywhere is how consensual Biden's. It was ridiculous. <laughs> they couldn't They couldn't stop. They just couldn't stop it. And and it's it's marvelous. And then basically it was. I love when everybody downloads a new word like in one week. It happens a lot like over the weekend and like everybody does it all on the Sunday shows. Here's Chris Coons. But yes, everybody does it. Exactly. That's exactly right. A lot of it starts like right when the minority leader. Which mm-hmm. now I guess would be Catherine Clark, right? Has... She's a minority. She's a minority whip. Okay, so who's the minority leader now? Hakeem Jeffries. Okay, so usually has their press conference on a Wednesday, I think, and they get the ball rolling for the new talking points. This is how we speak now. But how can this he Chris say Coons he with takes Martha Raddatz uh, on ABC? Classified material. Chris Coons, remind you, is the guy who filled Biden's seat in Delaware. Seriously, when some of what was found may have been in his home for more than a decade, and he seemingly had no idea. Well, the important point there, Martha, is that he had no idea. Um, As you know, (laughs) if you're serving in the Senate or as vice president or president, you you literally get millions of documents uh, coming through your office a week in and week out. Well, by the way, what's the question she should ask right then? Um, What's the question to ask right then that creates a instant situation? Ask if he has documents exactly. in his house? Exactly. Well, do you have any at your house? Uh, Maybe you should have the no. FBI over consensually just to Ex- double check for exactly. you. And as you get more senior and as the matters that you're handling are more important and occasionally more classified, the volume gets higher. So um, I do think this was inadvertent. The whole point of having a special counsel is to ensure that and to give the American people confidence in that. Uh, But frankly, Martha, I also don't think this is an issue that's keeping Americans up at night. But how can he say it's not an issue? I love that. I don't think this is an issue that's keeping Americans up at night is very Clintonian. I have to do the business of the American people. I don't have time to trifle with this Ms. Lewinsky stuff. Well, it's, it's also wonderful. absurd because they've been trying to get us to care about Trump and his stupid classified documents and telling us that that matters to Americans way more than inflation <clears throat> or anything else does for months. It's the very national security of this co- of this country. Here's a... Uh, Here's um, a Biden White House spokesman with MSNBC. This is Ian Sams, the new one. Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure, it's a good question. And, and 
Actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials, uh, especially things that we may not know all the answers to. That's the tact they're taking is that we're really cooperative. This is really consensual. We're working with the Justice Department. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the fun. way it usually is when <laughs> the FBI when the FBI's rifling through your house looking for stuff, that's usually the way why it is. Is you're just in what? a collaborative yes. effort to try and, you know, work things out for the best. In, in 19 uh, in when I was 23, um I was uh <laughs> I found myself on the side of the road having a chat with the police. Uh, Alice, as to whether or not I had had a cocktail uh, that night. The thing that happened that night was not my consensual interaction with the cops. <laughs> there was a bit of a bigger uh, headline from that evening, as a matter of fact, Alice. Yeah, well, it sounds like maybe you were a little more consensual. You consented a little more than Riley did down in Boston Common on Saturday night. But That's right. That's right. But But you know what, Alice? You know what? That night wasn't for me. What wasn't it? It wasn't a, uh, you know, you know. I remember my dad saying that after I got my my DUI in Vermont, which is really an unforced error, some story that I should tell at some point. Is that um, my dad said to me, Tom? This is just part of the cycle of joy and pain. <laughs> of parenting, it's a, dif- said, it's a difficult part of that cycle. But yeah, I remember <laughs> is that. Is that what he said? <laughs> that is not what he said. <laughs> that is not what he said. No way. Oh man, no. He said no. He it is not. It was something like, God damn, Tommy. He was not pleased whatsoever. He hooked me up with a lawyer who said, uh, yeah, Tom, I remember the lawyer being so, like, uh, nonplussed. Yeah, I see. So, uh, so you took a roadside breathalyzer. Am I to understand that? And I said, yeah. He said, okay, before we go any further, why don't you stroke a check for $500 and send it right over? And that was it. Three weeks later, uh, you know, I said... Morgan my- says you had to try hard to get a DUI in Vermont back then. Actually, Morgan, you'll appreciate this because, you know, where we were heading is that place in Barry. We were this was actually at, this was after my dad's 60th birthday. Do you want to hear the story? Do you yeah, hear- let's hear the story. Do you know yeah. the story? Yes. This is a remarkable story. A remarkable story. So we, me and a relative of mine... We're together at my dad's 60th birthday in Montpelier, Vermont. Mm-hmm. And and I we had driven up to Vermont from from Boston and like I was tired and whatever and and but it was my dad's 60th birthday. For my dad's 60th birthday, we had a, a they they brought in him and his like Montpelier friends. They brought in a bar in a bartender, which to me, being a 23-year-old was the greatest thing on earth. Like, oh my God, there's a bar in my dad's living room and a bartender there. <clears throat> so we were thrilled in the person I was with, who will not be mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, my relative was, you know, having a couple of drinks because the bartender, we had our own bartender. You have your own bartender. It's like, that was, I had never seen that. I was like, this is incredible. That's it's like guy. what our kids think when we, they ha- have their own like popcorn making machine, basically. Oh, yeah. And this <laughs> is like, like incredible. The There's like caterers walking by with little finger things and stuff like this. And, and, this. and I think it was, yeah, and, and, and it was just incredible. And so the guy I was with who was driving, 
um, he was having a few cocktails, enjoying the because we were both giddy that this was happening. <laughs> and I, um, I was started to as well, but then I like tapered off because I was I just didn't feel good. The drive like wore me out from being up there. I was like, it's just not taking. But if you want to, we can go down into wherever we decided that we'd go down into Barry to that place and check out that mm-hmm. place and a couple other places and maybe we'd meet some ladies. So that was our idea. So, <clears throat> so, um, I, I, we decided that I would be the designated driver cause I had stopped drinking and I wasn't plastered. I was not, right. I was, in fact, I was fine. And, and so, uh, Morgan wants to know if your lawyer was Paul Jarvis. I don't even remember. He was an old guy then or like older. He was probably about 60 then, I guess. Uh, maybe I don't know, but but I'll uh, I'll try to find out. But um, but so uh, yeah, I'd never met him until that. My dad just gave me his name and this. So so uh, so so we go. So we're driving, and so this is at a time. This is at a time when I did not, I was not wearing glasses full time. I didn't have glasses. Like I have glasses somewhere here that I wear to see distance. I wasn't sure how bad my eyes were. I knew they weren't great because, like, I would try other people's glasses on at these bars, like at the Red Hat, and see, like, that all these women I thought were gorgeous without glasses, when I put the glasses on, were no longer gorgeous. I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, reality is different. So I knew I needed it, but I didn't have glasses. So I didn't have my glasses on. So we're driving on the on-ramp to to um, to get from Montpelier to Barry. You probably know where this is, to get to um, 89, I think. And... um. Up the on-ramp, there's cops on the side of the road. There's some kind of construction going on over there. And one of the cops is standing out in the road on the side of it, waving his flashlight. <clears throat> so so um, I think, as I'm driving, I'm like, wait, is this guy wait, waving me over, telling me to pull over? I assume I've never seen somebody wave a flashlight at me. That doesn't make, oh, it's like I'm not a 747 like at LaGuardia. <laughs> what, what are you doing? So, uh, so I pull over. The cop walks up to the car and says, why'd you pull over? And I said, Don't you, weren't you waving me over? And he said, uh, no, I was telling you to keep going. I said, who tells you to keep going? I didn't say that. To him. I was like, <laughs> well, who tells you to keep going? So <clears throat> so he says, that's interesting. can I see your license registration? I show him the stuff. He's intrigued, of course, because I've, I've got mass plates and a mass license. He's like, all right, maybe I get a live one here. Meanwhile, the person I'm with is like not fully, doesn't have his act together. Is like, no, it, was, it wasn't belligerent, but was... Had uh, in- would not have been able to drive. Correct. Okay. Most, most obviously correct. <clears throat> so, so uh, the cop says, "All right, uh, do you mind uh, stepping out of the car?" I'm like, I-, "I figured this is like pro forma crud and whatever." <laughs> I had done this plenty of times in my youth, taking road tests and, and and like this, you know, in times when I probably should have been apprehended, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm like, whatever. I, 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 but I didn't. I knew that I wasn't wasn't drunk, so I knew this would just be a matter of time. And he says. The guy said, all right, uh, Tom, do you mind uh, taking a breathalyzer test? And he says, oh, you're from, where are you from, Medford? And I said, yeah. And he, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to work in in Davis Square in Somerville. So I'm like, oh, wait, so I can talk to this guy about stuff. We talked about Davis Square and whatever. This cop. I'm, and he said, oh, I just need you to uh, take a, a, the road test. And I take the road test. And he says, okay, okay. Tom, do you mind just um, blowing into this, um, taking a breathalyzer? And I said, no, I'll take a breathalyzer. I was actually like intrigued. It's like, this is cool. I've never seen <laughs> So it's this little blue, this, it takes out this little disposable straw thing, puts it in the thing, and I take my breathalyzer, I blow the breathalyzer thing, and he's like, <clears throat> all right, Tom, we're going to, uh, he goes back to his cruiser, and I'm just, just waiting there. He's like, all right, Tom, um, 
Hey, um, I'm going to have to uh, take you in and cite you for driving under the influence because you have a whatever it was. It was a real low number, whatever. And I said, really? Oh, are you sure? And I didn't even believe it. And then at this point, the other person in the car get, tried to convince the officer that, that he should drive. And the officer said, OK, we'll give you a roadside test. That did not go well. <laughs> So then they take the 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 cops say okay we're gonna you're we're gonna you guys can you're gonna come in the cruiser that that car stays right there you can pick it up we're gonna process you and you can pick that car up. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tomorrow, and that car stays right there. And so oh, I say, okay, they take us down to the station. I get booked. Picture. Fingerprints. Yeah, the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I was still like, there's no way. I mean, there's no way he's actually going to hit me. I've been talking to this guy. It's like, there's no, I'm, this is like BS. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. So, so then, um, so I'm sitting in the station or whatever. And I was like, wow, I wonder if like, I was thinking like, it wouldn't be cool to get that head, that headshot, that mug shot, you know? <laughs> but uh, but and I'm waiting for the cop, and he's like, "Okay, Tom, just so you know." And then he comes over, and the cop. Is... I'm sure it's a public record. I'm sure somebody who wants to put the time in can go find it. And then it. the cop reads me my rights, and I'm like, "Wait a second, this sounds <laughs> I'm a lot like, like actually a... being this arrested. Sounds like a lot like an arrest. <laughs> you must have me mistaken. I'm. We were just bonding over Davis Square and and Central Square in Cambridge. Well, he reads me my rights, and he says, "Okay, so we're going to keep you for a while. We're going to give you a court appearance, whatever." Um. This is what we'll do. We're going to tell which you what, which jurisdiction arrested you? Was this like Vermont State Troopers, or was it like I, a, a I, town I, up there? I think it was Barry Police. I think it was Barry Police or Montpelier Police. I forgot. I, I it's funny. I don't. I, I may have some of the paperwork around anymore. It's, you know, it's a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. and I like I sent a bunch of it off to some lawyer who was like, hey, "Why did you send me this? Do you think you can broom this?" Anyway, so so, so anyway. So anyway, the guy, the cops say, okay, so we're going to let you go. You, that car stays in ponder on the side of the road tonight. You can get it tomorrow. <laughs> they said, oh, you know what we'll do? We can send you in a cruiser if you guys want. You, st- you understand you're your dad's uh, birthday. We'll send you up in a cruiser to your dad's house. You can get out there and you know sleep, and then in the morning you can grab your car. And we say, okay, fine. They drive us up to my dad's house <laughs> in Montpelier. Murray Hill Road, if you must know. I don't know why there's so many Murray Hill roads. Um, and the, they drop us off there. The cop leaves. And the person I'm with and me say, you know what? It really would be a crappy thing to disturb my dad on his 60th birthday. Like, and say, we have to crash here tonight, dad, because uh, I just got a DUI on your birthday. 
Sorry, you'll see it in the police log, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, so so we decide that we'll walk back to the car, take the car and go back up to where the where our other house is in the north in near St. Johnsburg. So we walk, me me and my, my me and nobody in particular are walking. <laughs> You're so bad. Damn it, Alice. Get a mark that. Oh, it doesn't matter, it's live, isn't it? Doesn't matter. Anyway, he wasn't in trouble. Um, so anyway, so we walk and it's miles and we walk down near the river and down like where you get it, like you get a Coca-Cola and this and that. Like you like probably got a, like a roast beef sub from an overnight place that was over <laughs> all the way back up to the car, all the way back up to the car. We get in the car and just throw it in the gear, get on the highway and almost immediately get pulled over by a cop again <laughs> the car's blue lights behind me almost immediately and then it was on and then i and then i was like <laughs> at which point did you realize you were actually in trouble well after that happened i was like i i either have to some find a way to end my life here in this car i either have to go for his gun and just be, live my life in the lamb if i can somehow take him down or throw myself in the mercy of the court and when the officer comes up and he pulls up, he says, okay, guys, um, and this might have been a different, I don't remember, but he goes, oh, license registration, and I give him my license registration, and he's like, okay, what are you doing uh, here, um, and uh, like, what What are you, you know, what are you doing, uh, like, driving, and I said, oh, sir, can I talk to you, can I, can I, can I, I need to talk to you for a second, I need to help you, and I, like, threw, I begged him, I said, I, I need your help here, but here's a problem, my dad at his birthday, this, and that, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to get in trouble. And I told him, so I, I got arrested tonight already once. And so, <laughs> it's always a good... I begged him. I begged this guy and just told him about what had happened. And he must have just seen like the, the, the patheticness in my, in my heart. And I, if I can remember it right, he said, okay, listen. I assume that they were like, "Why are we going to now have to like really like prosecute this guy? Like, we don't have a full time DA in Vermont. We're going to have to get one for this fat idiot because he can't not drive on the streets." And <clears throat> so he said something like, and I think this is right, something like, um, <laughs> "Like, um, get out of the car. You guys can wait here for five hours or something." Then you can get in the car and go. He's like, "Let us go." I'm pretty sure that's how it. And the person who was with me may remember that part. But um, so so that was that. So eventually, so we had to hang out and just like sit there and and, and buy the car and wave to people as they're driving by. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, then I went in and it actually the, the, my five hundred dollars plus for the lawyer, which ended up being like seven hundred altogether. You know what it gets you? When I went to find a court date in, in back in um Barry, it was Barry. It wasn't Montpelier. In the, in the court, um, what it gets you is. They did. They put me on the the, the front of the docket. So uh, it was a whole bunch of stoners were being arraigned, uh, arrested, and or was I? Be, yes, it, that's right. And so they brought me in front of the judge first because I had a lawyer. So I they think, wanted to deal with that <clears throat> first thing in the morning. And, no, they're yeah. like, this wasn't the first thing in the morning. This is this is when or I like got, get it out of the way. This to is like... what was just being litigated in front of a judge. Mm-hmm. So. So they were like, all these stoners didn't bother having lawyers or whatever, and we'll just have this kid because we like the lawyer and the judge probably golfed together. It's like just we'll process this idiot. And I gave a nice speech to the judge. It was a very, very good speech. And he said, "Remorseful, Morrisville, remorseful." Oh, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I thought you were getting, I thought you were getting like information from Morgan <laughs> real time that the judges from Morrisville. Like, no. Possible. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a remorseful. I had said everything you wanted to hear. My dad was very pleased. This is this is eventually like hit down the line. My dad was very pleased when we had breakfast and this and that. And then of course I thought, and then I lived in Beacon Hill at the time in Massachusetts, and so I thought, you know what? I don't really have to. They said you have to go up to Vermont to take these classes. I can be a better person classes, and it takes like a week or like a weekend. I was like, I don't want to go to Vermont to do this crap. And then I found out for some people, I think from the hotel where I worked at, and said, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is wait seven years. It clears off your record. And I thought, really? Seven years? So let's see. This is like uh, 96 or whatever, 2003. I I live in Beacon Hill. I don't need a car anyway. So I waited uh, my seven years, and it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You have to take – they do everything. So they started. Like seven years later, like, yeah, we, we – are you seriously coming into the R&B asking for a license? <laughs> do you see what this says? <laughs> Morgan says they call Morrisville Mo Vegas. Oh, really? <laughs> wow, what is this Morristown crap, by the I way? I know. We actually know people in Vermont who um, – attempted moving to Morrisville for a while but couldn't because they found city life too stressful. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for right for up that area it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not so. much although although Hardwick does have its, you know, little moments. Yeah. They also want to move out of Hardwick for that same reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, let me tell you one thing. There's a, there's a force of mind that you can use, and I, I I can think I can say this story because I think it's safe. Because I would just say that there was another time that I was up in Vermont. This time I was with my brother. Okay. And we were I forgot what we had done. We we were in Stowe or something, but we weren't drunk. But we had been out. But we weren't. We were we were fine. It was we were tr- we were just trying to get back to to Hardwick at this time and. It was a it was a really really excellent show of force by my brother. Cop pulls us over. The cops used to be all over Hardwick at that time. Now there's like one cop works like six hours a day. I think you can. So this is like two thousand four or something. Cop pulls us over. Um, says my brother license registration, and the cop says, "All right, uh, yeah, I just need you to um step out of the car. I just want to do a quick sobriety test for you." And my brother said something like. No, we're all set. I'm I'm good. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going home. And the cop said, "Okay, sir." Gave him his stuff back, and we were off. I was like, "Wow, that was a good moment." <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't drunk anyway. He was fine. But so anyway, so that brings us to why am I talking about this? Because it was 20 minutes ago we were talking about Biden. Oh, in courts and my DUI. That's right. That's that's right. By the way, it's not a DUI. Much like and George consensual, a. W. Bush. And consensual searches. That's and right. Other forms of I was police cons- interactions. You I was very consenting consenting. one up one side and down the other. And this cop, you should have seen. You want to do a breathalyzer? <laughs> Absolutely. Want to do the street test? Absolutely. Want to come take me in? Absolutely. You want to take my picture? Let's take pictures. <laughs> I was all about her. I was the most consensual person in the world. I consented. So yeah, that's... if only if only that worked for regular people, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And so this is uh, so this is what we've got is that they were all about this is consensual, 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 consensual. It's okay to take the classified documents as long as you let the FBI in to look for them later. Yeah, as long as you're you know, it, it's as long as you like uh, offer them biscotti into you know or in somewhere to sit comfortably. It is like such a sinister thing too because that's how they get people and. 
you know, the right has this problem where a lot of times the right tends to be less skeptical of law enforcement than the left is. And that got a lot of the January 6th people. Like, if they had never talked to the FBI when they came knocking, but a lot of them did because they thought, I didn't really do anything wrong. Like, yeah, oh, they wanted to help. Yeah. That's, much, that's the same thing with the Michael Flynn stuff. Yeah, you and know? it's like it's like the stuff that, like, it's, essentially it is like you, Mr. Consensual, mm-hmm. at the side of oh, the road. Oh, I should have remembered that. At the that. side Let of the road you. in Vermont. Because, it's, because people think they're, like, being good and helping the nice police. You're totally... Totally right. But hold on, Alice. Let me tell you. Let me finish your point for you in a sense because you should have seen this police report. The most damning effing thing I've ever seen. It was this, this, obviously, it was this um, boilerplate report. Oh, swaying, slurring, unsteady, unstable, eye classy, belligerent. It was like, what is this? This is not me. This is like, what, what interaction was possibly this? That seemed like, are you sure you're not, they didn't mix up with the Antonio Browns police uh, <laughs> interaction? But that's how it works. That's how those police reports are damning. I was shocked when I saw the thing. I was like, this, is, this really hurts my feelings. This did not happen. You know it didn't happen. But that's right. That's I was a, really nice. Yeah, not to say, like with, with the feds, with Michael Flynn and all those people, mm-hmm. even with Trump. They're like, Mr. Trump, we want to have a t- conversation with you. Trump never realizing that he's being investigated. <laughs> it's not a conversation with you. It's a conversation of you that you're consenting to. Right. And, you know, I think that that sort of the propaganda aspect of this, like, well, Biden is consensual. They were supposed to believe this narrative that that even if you whoops made a mistake with the classified documents, if you're just nice and consent mm-hmm. to the FBI coming to your house, it'll all be fine because they totally get that you were just overwhelmed and you had like so many documents. It was hard to keep track. And, you know, they'll, they, they get that. They're nice. Like it's part of it is the fact that they want us to believe that the Biden thing is somehow different because of this consensual like that is obviously just they're you know, pure spin. Oh, of course. But then, but then also there's this weird sinister propaganda aspect to this too, where they're trying to reinforce this message that like, even if you like make a stupid mistake, like if you just, if you just let the police walk all over you, then it'll be fine. Like there's also like weird, weird subliminal messaging to that, that, that everybody knows, particularly the left knows. So you know that they're just doing this cynically, but the, but Everyone knows that it doesn't work that way in real life for regular people. Right. right. Well, Tom Shattuck shooting the breeze about Davis Square and being a nice guy to the cops and agreeing to do everything they say doesn't win you any points, actually, at all. It's actually the opposite, that cooperating with the police it actually screws you, like, 99% of the time. Right. Had my lawyer been in the backseat, there would have been a very different situation. Yeah. Very different situation. And there would have been still consenting happening. And the officers and the lawyer working with the officers. Mm -hmm. It just, all the incriminating stuff wouldn't have been happening. But at the end of the day, I mean, here's like Biden's lawyer, these are all, this is all, if Biden's lawyers could have said something to have the feds F off and stop pursuing, they would have. They were out of options. They're busted. This was what this is. This is all post mortem. They are busted with stuff, and they keep getting busted -er. And so it could be consensual as far as they want to say, but he's got stuff from 15 years ago. Could be stuff from 30 years ago. Could be stuff from 40 years ago. Stuff as a senator. Stuff as VP. The stuff as VP, he's got no right to have any of it whatsoever. 
Right. So, like, yeah, he's consensual after not disclosing a lot of the stuff initially. And apparently, according to today, once the feds walked in there, they found more new stuff. Right. It's remarkable. In the consensual search. Right. So this is absolute BS. Where beforehand, it was just his lawyers who were dealing, Biden's personal lawyers. This isn't like a White House counsel or anything. This is like his personal lawyers. These are all fixers. These are all Michael, uh, who's Trump's guy? Michael Cohen. Cohen? Yeah. yeah. These are all that guy. So, I mean, if you don't think there's something shady here, it absolutely is. I don't know. I mean, that's not even in the universe of like what's in the documents. Because I don't know what's in the documents. I'm intrigued. But, but like this, the crime has happened. The process is shady. Well, and it's funny because everyone went on and on about how like Trump was probably selling all this nuclear information to our enemies mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he's selling it at Mar-a-Lago, which there's zero evidence he was trying to show anybody any of this stuff. But like Biden's family actually does have as their entire family's business model making money off of his political connections. Yes. So there actually is, with Biden, a risk of that. Oh, right. And like, when Biden that's says a real yesterday, thing like, that Biden's Bi- whole family does. Yes. That's, how, that's the only way anybody in his entire family makes any money. So the fact that he has classified documents actually is like a concern that he would have showed them to somebody. I'm like, Trump, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but, but I don't think Trump is like a selling access to stuff kind of guy. Like, it's not well, no, uh, selling access. I don't think he's, I think Trump knows that people are coming after him constantly. I don't think he's got, I just, I don't think Trump wants to go to jail. And I don't think he's wanted to go to jail ever. And I think his dad said, Donnie. If you're going to be a loud a-hole, people are going to be gunning for you. So make sure that you're absolutely clean as hell. Here's a little news wrap about with Biden. It's a nice, it's just kind of, it's a good, uh, good quote or two from Biden in this. No regrets. That's what U.S. President Joe Biden said on Thursday. No regrets is an odd thing to say. No regrets. Wow. It's kind of final. It kind of means that you realize you're being taken down, and but you don't, you're not, going to say sorry for it because you know it's all a political hit and you're not going to be contrite. Thursday about his handling of classified documents found at his home and former office. We immediately turned them over to the archives of the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. Attorney General Merrick Garland last week named a special counsel to investigate the matter. And Biden said, there's no there there. That is... That's not good. That's not good. I've every t- I've heard there's no there there before, and it never comes um, on the heels of anything good. It just just doesn't. Oh, is this Catherine Clark audio right here? Did we? Did she mention this? But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means. No, that's to- obvious. That's not not to do with that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't. Do anything. So, uh, no, no, it was me. I just wanted okay. to see. Um, so what else we got? Um, I think we should head to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline and then do the rest of our show on right. the on the Patreon show. All right, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Man, that food was good today. Damn, yeah, it, was it really good. was. It really was great. I saw uh, astronaut Buzz Aldrin who is 93 years old, got married on his birthday 
to a much younger lady, 63 years old. She's a complete fox. I checked out the pictures of her. Wow. Good job, Buzz. But who knows how much longer you got, though. So, anyway, congrats. You think I outlive Buzz or no? Yeah, I think you will. I don't like my chances. I think you will. I don't like my chances. I needed some time off from work, so I decided to act crazy. I hung, I hung upside down from the ceiling, and when the boss asked me what I was doing, I said, I'm a light bulb. You're crazy, he said. Take a few days off. I left, and my office mate followed me. The boss asked where she was going. She said, I can't work in the dark. I don't know. What do you think? Any good? Maybe over in the right. Patreon show, you'll tell your joke. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend. No, Phil, and, it's... And uh, keep up the great work. You guys are phenomenal. Thank See you. Thank Thanks, you, Phil. Well. I appreciate that. I appreciate your kind words. Uh, and that is that is good, like, uh, grade A, bad joke stuff right there. But today's been a day full of bad jokes. <clears throat> a day full of bad jokes. Including one I got from a 12-year-old friend of my daughter, which is a, I thought good. But I but I had a, a great bad joke. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll so get we had a Patreon. Yes. Um, well, let's, well, then we can say it tomorrow, too, because I don't want to deprive everybody. Do I? No, you know what? Yes. We're going to value our Patreon friends. Yeah, they get your joke. Uh, an a- amateur acting troupe come to this elementary where I work at, and um, they put on um, a Shakespearean play called Othello. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Tom or Alice, but Shakespeare's never done it for me. Shakespeare sucks. Sucks. He's not good at plays. He's not good at writing. His stories aren't great. It's absolute horse bleep. It's rubbish. No, Shakespeare Terrible. is fantastic. No, it's for pretentious people to pretend that they're understanding what the hell is going on with them. Oh my Maybe goodness. some of us can read the words and understand. How four thousand slings and arrows and uh, goodness, what is it? Uh, to be or not to be, that or the, the threads of outrageous fortune. Oh God, you're awful. awful. No, Shakespeare oh. is great. I love Shakespeare. I Literally, can and of Tom, of course. Amateur theater and Shakespeare in one sentence for Tom is rubbish. Um, Actually, I heard it. What did I hear? Somebody talking about over the weekend. Oh, watching um, the uh, Phantom of the Opera, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He sucks, too. Anything by him is terrible. <laughs> terrible. I went through right around the time I was getting uh, illegally uh, cited for, for impaired driving in Vermont. I had I had a girlfriend and I was going to a bunch of Andrew Lloyd Webber things. Awful, rubbish. As our kids get older and like leave us mm-hmm. and whatever, I'm definitely going to get into going to the opera. No, yeah. Oh, it sucks. Can't wait. I'm really excited for that. Um. Anyway, that's something I've always wanted to do. Oh. But I um, like salami. <laughs> they are real. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> horrifies me stop uh you can uh join us on the other side patreon listeners don't go away we're gonna do the patreon show you can find that at patreon.com slash burn barrel of course the main show is always free at burn barrel podcast.com
Why is it still going? Did we kill it? No. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.